I'm Diana, and I love printing and design, typography and branding, books and publishing. I've traveled the world learning about trends to share with my students and with my readers. But I haven't forgotten where I started, writing papers about paper on paper. And now, I've created a podcast to share what I know with you. So, let's talk paper scissors. From the Middle Ages to the Middle East, from Futura to Freight, join us on a journey across the type universe and go where no designer has gone before. Welcome to an incomplete history of type. Name, Impact. Release date, 1965. Designer, Jeffrey Lee. Classification, Transitional Sans Serif Display. Owned by Monotype Imaging Holdings, Inc. Claim to fame, the typeface synonymous with the internet and meme culture. Ah, Impact. The typeface who launched a thousand meme formats. If you've been anywhere on the internet in the last 15 years, I'm sure you've seen this typeface plastered onto a slew of different images, sporting its iconic white fill and black outer stroke. But where did this relic of modern culture get its start? And how did it become the mimetic juggernaut that we all know today? I'm Cameron, your guest host for today's podcast, and let's embark together onto the journey of an unlikely typeface who found its way from humble origins in mid-century England and became the de facto typeface for internet culture. Believe it or not, but the story of Impact starts all the way back at the end of World War II, where after years of violence and social turbulence, people yearned for structure, routine, and a sense of normal. Once the dust settled, in swept modern Swiss-style design trends which favored bold, geometric forms and objective clarity, and made waves as an escape from the chaos and ambiguity of the war. While this movement spawned other iconic typefaces like Helvetica, by the 1960s, the style had been riffed upon and exaggerated to many logical extremes, creating a trend of bold, condensed, and industrial fonts which rode on the coattails of this post-war cleanliness and simplicity. Needless to say, these trends led the way for the birth of a new typeface that was bracing for impact. Originally released in 1965, Impact was created by British designer Geoffrey Lee, who hand-carved the initial font into metal. Born in Wimbledon in 1929, at a young age, Lee had been a member of the Royal Air Force, and by 1950 had found work at an advertising agency which kickstarted his career in design. Throughout his life, Lee worked as a type director and design consultant at various companies across the UK, eventually teaching at the Manchester College of Art and London College of Printing. Along the way, he worked with and developed type solutions for many typographical technologies as they rose and fell from relevancy, from carving metal types such as Impact, to the linotype machine, and eventually the Macintosh. Visually, Impact is a sans-serif typeface with a high X height relative to its cap height and shorter A senders and D senders to boot. Its thick vertical strokes are contrasted with the noticeably thinner horizontal strokes, and the typeface pairs basic geometric shapes and right angles with more natural curves and unified counters to create a bold, condensed, and surprisingly legible display type that, as the name implies, Lee hoped would have a big impact in its time. Lee designed Impact for a type foundry known as Stevenson Blake, though the typeface didn't start with the name recognition and popularity that it has today. Stevenson Blake mostly used the font for their own marketing materials and valued the boldness and simplicity of the typeface for how legible it was over images. More on that later. 
in its time, Impact faced plenty of competition from other typefaces with visual similarities, most notably Helvetica Inserat, Universe Bold Condensed 67, Franklin Gothic Extra Bold Condensed, and Placard Bold Condensed. Unlike these typefaces, Impact had not been designed with a type family in mind that would inherently pair well with it, and had to stand on its own merits. So how did Impact become so commonplace all these years later? Well, it turns out that Impact's lukewarm reception was actually its greatest strength. You see, Stevenson Blake was the, quite the old-fashioned company, and continued prioritizing metal typecast type production while other foundries started to work on newer technologies of phototype setting and even digital typesetting. As a result, they started to falter and disbanded their type foundry operation, selling many of their typefaces, including Impact, to their competitor, a little type foundry known as Monotype. Enter the home computer. In 1992, Monotype made arguably the most important decision in Impact's history by licensing the typeface to the one and only Microsoft as a default font included in the Windows operating system. During Microsoft's meteoric success in the 90s and near monopoly during the introduction of the home computer system to middle-class households, Impact became notable as one of the few typefaces the average person could be able to both recognize and use in day-to-day -day operations. Whenever someone needed to design a poster in Microsoft Word to advertise their bake sale or help find their missing pet, the striking impact became a top typeface for the job. In 1996, just over 30 years since Impact's humble origins with Jeffrey Lee, Microsoft and the World Wide Web Consortium included Impact on their list of core fonts for the web, in part thanks to its inclusion in Windows 98, which made up close to 90% of the operating system market at the time. Suddenly, Impact had carved its place not only onto nearly every home computer, but had weaved its way into becoming a standard of the internet itself. But even then, its greatest success was yet to come. So hey, I've got a question for you. I can has cheeseburger? <laughs> in 2007, this was the text written in Impact over the image of a smiling British short-haired cat, and it made the internet go wild. This was the image that brought image macros, or memes, with text captions overlaid onto photos, into the mainstream. And of course, Impact was the typeface at its center. Thanks to our cheeseburger-focused feline, dozens of meme-generating websites cropped up, allowing users to put text over their favorite internet memes, including beloved characters like Bad Luck Brian, Overly Attached Girlfriend, or Scumbag Steve. Look, I'm not going to pretend this era of internet comedy always holds up in hindsight, but Impact was the definitive default font for most of these meme templates, and remains at the heart of internet culture representing the time and continuing into today. Unlike other core internet typefaces like Arial Black or uh, Comic Sans, Impact benefits from being incredibly legible over busy elements like images, making it perfect for these memes and macros. As a display typeface, it is both eye-catching and legible, but won't hold up for large bodies of text, suiting the short and quippy nature of most memes quite well. It blew away the competition in this niche usage that allowed it to find a home decades after its time. And honestly, as the standard meme font, I think we could have done a lot worse. Looking at you, Comic Sans. It helps that the standardized block structure of the typeface leaves it nearly monospaced, which reduced, if not eliminated, kerning issues in most of these automated meme templates. But since Impact was both incredibly legible and freely available on most computers, anyone could replicate these memes and join in on these cultural touchstones helping them evolve into something we still know and use today. In a way, the peaks and valleys of impact stories provide its own meta-narrative on mimetic growth, the evolving culture of the internet and beyond, 
in the ways in which accessibility and constraints can breed creativity. Just as impact only thrived once it became available for all to use, the collective ownership of memes and the internet allowed people to build on the ideas of others and create new, entertaining, and subversive works unrestrained by copyright. People worked through the limited options on early home computers and used impact to create their own communities and in-jokes, all centered around the same universal typeface, assuredly leaving behind a far greater legacy than Jeffrey Lee could have anticipated. Though Lee passed away in 2005, two short years before a cat asking for a cheeseburger would propel his typeface to a new level of internet fame, his legacy lives on. And while the internet's culture has evolved past standard impact format for image macros, impact's impact on the evolving culture of the 21st century will never be forgotten. Godspeed impact, and thanks to you for listening.